Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll help you reduce your worry by challenging your worst case scenario thoughts. I'll also be interviewing Frances Carl, who has been a performer for over 50 years and a speaking coach for over 30. Frances reviews her Polish Your Pitch programs that give you the tools to be confident, authentic, and to deliver flawless speeches to your audience. For more information about Frances and to perfect your pitch, please visit francescarl.com.au. That's F-R-A-N-C-E-S-C-A-H-I-L-L dot com dot A-U. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. If you're anything like me, you love to read. Lifeology and Audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. Challenging your worst case scenario thoughts. When you were little, did you ever hear the folklore about Chicken Little? And for those of you who do not know what the story is about, a little chicken thinks the sky is falling when an acorn hits him in the head. He becomes so overwhelmed and so fearful that he tells everybody that the sky is falling and he's determined to go to the king to warn everybody. That is a wonderful definition of what a worst case scenario thought is. We often have this idea or this belief system that says the worst possible thing is going to happen. If you take a moment and reflect on your life, what other things that really worry you or that you have a lot of anxiety about? And if you could identify that right now, ask yourself, well, why am I so worried about this? More than likely, you have a worst case scenario thought or worst case scenario idea of what may happen should you do this or should you have to do this. In psychology, we teach that whatever you believe to be true determines what you feel. What you feel determines how you respond. So if you have a worst case scenario thought, that creates a worst case scenario anxiety. That anxiety then translates to panic attacks or that anxiety translates to fear or paralysis or avoidance. There's multiple ways in which that presents itself. The way to counteract any worst case scenario thought is to challenge it. When you can identify what that thought is, you simply ask yourself, what's the likelihood that this worst case scenario thought is going to happen? And when you can use your logic and really think it through, more than likely that worst case scenario thought is not going to come true. Another way to do that is to say, I have felt this anxiety or this fear before. 
have any of my worst case scenario ideas ever come true before. More than likely, they have not. When you can then identify what would be more of a realistic outcome of what probably would happen, and you really flesh that out in your mind, then that is something that you can work with because then you could practice how you would handle the realistic outcome. And remember, as you think more about that, your thoughts determine your emotions, your emotions determine your response. So the more you can practice the realistic outcome, it reduces the anxiety, which then reduces how you respond. Our thoughts will always dictate how we show up in the world. Or in other words, it determines how we view ourselves. It determines how we feel. It determines what we do. The more you can practice being aware of how worst case scenario thoughts influence you, the more you'll be able to use your logic to live in a realistic world or realistic outcome as opposed to an anxiety fear-based what-if scenario. What-if scenarios are always hypothetical, and when we have a hypothetical worry about something that may or may not happen, unfortunately, that does not allow for us to live in the proactive present. When you can focus on what you can do right this second, it reduces the what-ifs for the future. I have a fantastic guest today, Frances Kyle. She is going to share with you 10 ways in which you can practice how you can speak in front of people. They're very practical tools and techniques that you can use even today. So stay tuned. Are you an expert in your field or an author who wants massive exposure? I am now looking for self-development experts to be a promotional guest on Lifeology. Currently, Lifeology has an average listenership of over 3 million people per episode. If you are ready to invest in your brand and promote yourself on Lifeology, then apply today. Simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash guest and apply for this opportunity. This is only for a limited time and only a select few will be chosen. So if you're ready to reach a global audience, then apply today. Simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash guest to apply. My guest today is Frances Carl, who has been a performer for over 50 years and is speaking coach for about 30. Frances's Polish Your Pitch program series has been delivered to hundreds of business owners, academics, students, and the corporate world for many years. Clients who attend are given the steps to produce confidence, authentic, and satisfying deliveries every time they get up to speak. Welcome to my show, Frances. Thank you, James. I'm so pleased to be here. I am as well. My listeners don't know this, but Francis is 14 years in my or 14 hours in my future right now. <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so thank you so much. I didn't realize that it was a, a, obviously such a different time zone. So I, I appreciate you being a part of my show today. <laughs> now you have done so much. I mean, I when I was reading all your backstory and everything you've done, it was totally blew me away. You've done wonderful, wonderful things. I know you're a drama teacher. You've done, like I said, a lot of speaking, working in the corporate world. Did you know that you were always going to help people publicly speak? Um, I've always known that I was going to help people, uh-huh. James. And I, I think I learned that from my mum in terms of there was all for, from, from her and she was widowed as a, at, a, at a young age with five kids. Oh, goodness. But we always grew up with the idea of there's always someone that you can help. There's always someone who has, who may be worse off than you. So service was always something that I've grown up with. In terms of helping people speak, um, I came to this from after, you know, various traumas that happen in, in lives, and I'm not beating the drum about that. 
Um, but I came to a point where I'd always been a performer, et cetera, and I got to a place where I thought I was going to easy to get a job with two young kids that I was now responsible for, and it took me a very long time. And I had a bit of a crisis of confidence, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to do this and I tried to do that, and it came to a, a sudden point, and it was fact the death of my dear old mum that point me, pointed me in the direction, thank you, um, pointed me in the direction of saying, well, look, what do you do that that can be of service and that you love. And that was being able to help people to speak because I've always been a talker, James. <laughs> no, not you. <laughs> <laughs> Just like me as um, well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and it then over a period of time using drama techniques and uh, as I, as you know, I'm a sociolinguist, uh, so those principles of, you know, studying language in society and principles of how co- to communicate and what might stop that, et cetera, sure. um, to put all those together. And so I came up with my polish pitch programs. Wow. And we're going to get to that in just a second. But I wanted to ask you, as a sociolinguist, yes. how does one's culture affect one's ability to communicate? Oh, that's just so interesting, James. Do we have three hours? <laughs> you got two minutes. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. Damn. Okay. Um, the, one, a person's culture uh-huh. is, is um, described by their language. Mm. Oh, interesting. I yeah. had a you know, I've had a lot of um, experience in the Aboriginal remote communities in Cape York, in the uh, north of Queensland, um, and there are certain things that that are markers, and even in the translation from into into English, in that community, a flower was called a blossom. It was never a flower; oh, it was always a blossom, and that was a, a an overlay of the the word that was given by the the mission managers. those were blossoms come and get the blossoms they knew they were flowers but they were known as blossoms um so it's the the indicators in language um that form and i mean that's a very specific uh, example example, of course but in terms of uh in, in our society what is the one thing that you can show that you're of a different age group is to use a slang term wrongly. <laughs> I've done that. I have done that. <laughs> For older generations you know, and younger generations. I'm like, okay. Well, well. That's right. Um, that's and you thought you were being really hip and cool and you yeah, get the so eye much. rolling. And yeah, that, so much. how important is it is absolutely central to me. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other things yeah, as yeah. well. But for me, how how do we code our culture mm-hmm. and we do it through language yeah we do it through language and and how do we when we're delivering something in our language there are some the you know the principles of language itself is that we all have agreed that this is a particular meaning and when mm-hmm. that word changes yeah. over time wow you know you think oh i don't remember it meaning that and it, it changes. And the evolution I mean, of I it. I could talk so long. Yeah, I know. Right? I I could talk talk so <laughs> we'll have to talk <laughs> about that offline. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you have so much to say about that. Well, let's jump into your Polish Your Pitch series. I really want to hear about yes. that because I can definitely learn from your expertise. <laughs> um, okay. Well, there's, there's, there's three that, um, that, that I've developed specifically. And one is for small business. Oh, you know how small, okay. bu- you know, the whole networking mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> where people, where you're sitting there waiting for the next person's turn, and you, you can see that they're rigid with fear, and they stand up, and it's awful, and your heart yeah. goes out to them. I've developed a program, and it's called the Magic Three. So those Magic Three steps uh, are things like know your why, you know mm-hmm. what, know why you're yeah. in business. Number two is um, 
step into your role, whatever it is. You're an expert pest exterminator mm-hmm. or you're an expert. <laughs> yeah. So not looking to be an expert speaker but an expert about your business who speaks well. And then finally it's love your voice, which mm. which encompasses the whole theatrical thing for me um, in terms of how to project, how to stand, yeah. um, what you're trying to convey, your body, all of those things, the, the physicality of it, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, and if you've asked those first two questions is know your why and what role are you going to play, that will inform how you deal with oh, your voice. I really like that. So, wow, you know, that's, that's in, but, Going back to the second part of it is be yes. confident in who you are, essentially, or you are the experts. I know when I first started yes. as a podcaster years ago, I, mm-hmm. I would get nervous. And then my mom, I love my mom, she was like, James, yeah. you are the expert. This is your show. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I am. I'm the expert in multiple things. I'm, I know, right? <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's actually really smart. So for me, I'm very confident in who I am, of course. Uh, and my confidence also, you know, I'm, I'm learning and growing like everybody else. But I know what I know, and I know what I don't know. And there's a lot I don't know. But what I do know, I'm confident in that. And I'm confident in my ability to be a show host, as well as the mm-hmm. other expertise I have. So I think for my listeners as well, is just to be aware of, you are the expert of your life. Nobody else knows your life the way you know your life. Nobody else knows the nuances of your, of your expertise like you do. And so it's so important that everybody realize that, that we are all an expert in some way. Oh, absolutely. And it's unique. Yeah, it really is. No one else on the planet who has, as you've said, your expertise, your life experience, uh-huh. your education, your, you know, the things that have happened to you in your life better or or not so good sure and it brings you to a certain place and of course as you've said it's learning and growing but there's no one else in the yeah, world exactly. how cool is that yeah. i know how it really cool is, that? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> what would you say is the number one reason why most people fear public speaking ah oh, that's really interesting of all of the people and there's hundreds that i've spoken to probably 95 percent it is something that happened in their grade school in oh, primary really? school. Interesting. So that, you know, year five, the geography um, mm-hmm. oral presentation that they were giving, and they froze. And Mrs. Adams didn't help them. And probably Mrs. Adams or whoever the teacher was <laughs> yeah. didn't give them the opportunity to prepare. It was do this oral, and yeah. they had to do this oral. And that, whatever that was that, that stopped them at that time, it becomes the memory of public speaking for them. Oh, I can't oh. do that. I can't do that. So many people. And they, every time they then get up to sleep, it, you know, reinforced off in, in, in teenage years, you know, oh. she, he asked her out to oh, out, yeah. on a date and <laughs> crashed and burned. You know? <laughs> so I remember those days, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do. Oh, you know, and, and for, for other people, you know, for women, it might be, Oh, I went into, I thought I looked fabulous and my friends laughed at me, oh, you know, in, in those really tender and, and, and fragile moments, some people, they are really, they take yeah. in that fear and, and the day that they feel that there's some sort of danger then that they're going to mm. often be um, made yeah. a fool of. So that aversion part, the fight or flight kicks in and all of a sudden our body's yes. flooded with stress hormones and we're just so overwhelmed. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so that, that every time they get up to speak, whatever it is, there mm-hmm. is this danger that they're confronting. And that's that's the way we talk. We talk yeah. about, well, you know, it has crockery been thrown at you while you stood <laughs> up to speak? In most cases, I'd hope it would be no, or even hot tomato. <laughs> I know, right? That's so funny. <laughs> so, you know, the anticipation of a dangerous situation, we talk about that mm-hmm. saying, 
well, no, there's not really, is there? Yeah. You know, and 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 as we've said, James, I am very careful that it, we're talking about people who aren't in a damaged state, sure. psychologically damaged state. Yeah, of course. It's really important if if I encounter someone like that, there is an expert I know who can be can be yeah. of better service mm-hmm. to the person. And I really appreciate that, your integrity with that and your authenticity, because that, that is so important. Because as, as professionals, as, as experts in whatever field we are, we always want to refer if it comes if it becomes outside of our expertise. And so I think that's wonderful yes. that you have that awareness and you work so well with so many people that maybe struggling, they can the other person can help them and then they can come back to you and then they can work with your expertise. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you talk about 10 fear busters when it comes to public speaking. Can we go yes. through some of those? Because I think those are so important. Oh, I love them. Okay. <laughs> I've even got a card. Oh, do you? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I can hand them out. There you go. Uh, um, and this is this is at the moment when your body is in the, as you've just mentioned, uh-huh. the the fight, the flight or fight. Um, uh, response. These are things, and they've been proven to work, Mm -hmm. that you can do at that moment to stop the fear spiral. All we're doing is interrupting or disrupting that that response. Mm -hmm. So the first one is count. Count backwards from 100 in sevens. Oh, gosh. And most people go, Yes, exactly. You got. Oh, I was like, going response. back to 100, that's easy. And I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you think at night <laughs> and whether you get it right or not and whether you're worrying yeah. about whether you've got it right or not, you're not focusing it's on a that, that, that fear. Yes, like that. exactly. Really and then uh, number nine is voice, where you're actually warming up those pipes. Mm-hmm. As in humming, and a, a fun thing that we do um, is when you're humming, if you hum and the, the front of your lips are buzzing, buzzing yeah. your voice is in the correct place to speak so that you're projecting well. Number eight is ground, meaning grounding your feet. As you're walking or standing, feel the floor through your feet or the beach or wherever it is, Mm -hmm. whatever it is on the ground between your feet so that you're moving your thoughts down to your feet. Mm -hmm. Number seven, breathe. Don't forget to breathe, but make it conscious in terms of breathing in for three, hold for three, Mm -hmm. out for three. Number six is a talisman. And this can be a little bit distracting, but if you have a favorite bracelet or necklace or a watch so that you touch some sort of physical object and put your mind to that so, so that self-soothing yes exactly um number five is imagine this one's a little bit more complex imagine take two or three seconds to say not i can't do this but i can do this and imagine yourself speaking fluently mm. it works to interrupt it's is it going to work immediately so that you're going to speak fluently probably not but it is going to interrupt that fear spike yes. uh, the, the spiral mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. number f- four um and this one you have to be careful with i think because you could wear your favorite perfume or your fi- favorite aftershave but not to the point where you're taking the oxygen out of the air for other people, okay <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just just a little bit <laughs> but then equally i have found that the memory of a smell can uh-huh. be as strong. Yes. Um, if I smell dried orange peel, I immediately go back to primary school. Oh, yeah. If you can remember a fine smell, do it. Mm-hmm. And all you're doing is interrupting that fear spiral. Number four is smile. 
Put on your Mona or your Milton Lisa smile. Your body, your body and your mind doesn't know the difference. Yeah. So just put it on. Yeah. Even if you look like a gritty idiot, it's a good thing. Okay. Number two is stance, and this one has been uh, is a researched has been researched yeah. quite uh, widely. Um, it's the Wonder Woman or superhero stance, where mm-hmm. you're standing with your feet apart. I won't do it now because you can't see me, James. Um, <laughs> standing up with your feet um, shoulder width apart, hands on hips, and just Stand like that with your power elbows percent. out, and it's it's a power stance, and you're changing the hormones, the hormone yeah. thingy. Sure, yeah. You you'll know more about that, James. Um, but it does make a difference when you when I have worked with people, I get them to do that and say, okay, what's your name? And from being, I'm James. It's yeah. I'm James, yeah. or I'm Fran. It's great. Yeah. You can see the difference. And then finally, <clears throat> the last one that I can't can't show you, but it is my own. Um, my own developed little technique where it starts out as a as a Pat Wonder Woman stance, but I bring my elbows into into my hips, into my sorry, into my waist. Mm-hmm. Ha, um, ha, palms up, clench my fists, bend your knees, and do diaphragmatic breathing. And we do a little bit of work on that, yes. but it's actually bringing out a <clears throat> from from your abdominal mm-hmm. region. And I can guarantee, I've yet to have someone tell me that they can feel qu- frightened while they're doing that thing. And wow. the best thing for me is stand in front of 40 people having it do it back to me. Ah, that's my day. <laughs> that is awesome. I love these. So I want to go through these real quickly as well and add a psychological flavor to it to help the, my listeners. Oh, would you? Thank also you. understand not only your research, but also how it affects one's body as well. So when you count yeah. backwards by sevens, that's actually a cognitive test we do when it comes to helping people understand where is their cognitive level. In other words, are they suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's or anything like that? So we have them count back by serial sevens is what you call them. And so 100 down through sevens, that's something we do all the time because it does make you stop and think. And so you usually have to do it within a certain period of time, but just to be able to do that, it's definitely something we do. The voice, mm-hmm. of course, we know is as as you can put words to what you are feeling or what you are saying. It actually allows you to take your thoughts and translate them out. So when you use your external, when you use your voice and you hear it, what you're doing, and this is I'll lump a couple of these together, is you're using yep. your five senses. And so the way yes. your five senses works is anytime you have too much anxiety or too much worry, we go through looping thoughts or perseverative thoughts, if you want to be fancy. Those perseverative thoughts or looping thoughts, they go over and over again. So the way to interrupt it is to speak aloud. When you speak aloud, your five senses are used to help you understand danger or proximity around you. So as I'm talking right now, my, my sense of hearing is really listening to what I'm saying to make sure that there's nothing around me. So if I speak something aloud, James, you're going to do well. You're going to be powerful. You are going to do phenomenal. So that goes with the imagine one as well. Yes. When I speak that aloud, what it does is it automatically makes me not think so much about the thoughts, um, the fearful thoughts, but I'm listening to what I'm saying, which then takes the brain and kind of tilts it a bit to focus on what I'm actually saying, whether I believe it or not, but I'm hearing someone, which is me, saying it. I'm like, oh, maybe that's true. And so it helps you kind of be aware of that. So the whole goal of psychology when it comes to anxiety is you understanding the way to move between your internal thoughts and your external self. So if you're experiencing anxiety, you have to use your five senses. So that's the grounding that we talked about. Um, As far as feeling your feet, that's your sense of touch. As far as hearing yourself talk, that's your sense of hearing. As far as um, imagining something with your mind's eye, you can visualize that as well with your sense of sight and the sense of smell, which is incredibly powerful. And I think it's one trillion sense that your nose can recognize 
and your sense of smell is linked with your memories. So that's why you go back to primary school. So when you have the fight or flight struggle, uh, what happens is obviously that fear, we, we're not sure what to do. But adrenaline, when you do that, that power stance that you were talking about, in karate, we would call that a horse stance. So when you kind of bend your knees just a bit, put your, your elbows to your side, and when you you do a kiat is what we would call it. And so when you push out like that with your diaphragm, it actually releases a lot of the nitrogen or carbon uh, dioxide that's in your lungs, which helps you then inhale with a lot more oxygen, which then decreases your anxiety. So <laughs> that's what it is from a psychological approach. And I love your work because this is so practical and it's so easy and doable. But I think when people can slow down or realize this, it, I can see how this would incredibly help people polish their speech and be able to present themselves in a very expert, mm. expert-like way. That's right. And I mean, the, if, thank you, James. I'm, my, my whole life's work has just been validated. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think you need to be to validate it, but it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. And the, for me then, by stepping past, as you've so eloquently explained, stepping past the anxiety, every person has the chance to give yes, the best yes. version of themselves yeah. every time, yeah. every time. Because all of those other things can be dealt with, they acknowledged and dealt with. Exactly. And stepping through. Wow. Yeah. And even the presentation of if someone is struggling, even a simple joke, you know, making something on stage, if people and the, and the audience can see you're nervous, you're anxious, just making a simple joke, you've connected with the audience and, and not taking yes. yourself too seriously. All of a sudden, it's, it's a more, you're more at ease, they're more at ease. And then you're able to speak more, like I said, more eloquently as well. Exactly. Exactly. I have really enjoyed this conversation. I mean, there's, so <laughs> I'm literally on fire as I'm talking. <laughs> well, Francis, it has been such a pleasure talking with you today. If my listeners would like to find out more information about you, to mm-hmm. review all the work we just talked about, and to learn your Polish Your Pitch program series, where would they find this information online? They can have a look. Uh, the best at the moment is Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's where my most of those things are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's under Polish Your Pitch, strangely enough. Perfect. Um, my website is in... <laughs> is in um, the process of being rebuilt after a, an attack. So oh, gosh. I don't really well, I understand that. that, yeah. <laughs> so um, that will be francescarl.com.au. Um, but in the, in the main, have a look on Facebook. There's lots and lots of, of tips and tricks and access to the, the, um, to the programs, et cetera. Just drop me a direct message. I'll be there. I'll Perfect. be listening. <laughs> well, my listeners also know that if they're not able to find any of Francis's information anywhere else, simply go to the show notes at otherjamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and I will connect you there. Francis, thank you so much for this fantastic interview. I really appreciated it. Thank you so much, James. I've enjoyed it immensely. Thank you so much. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.